Hello and welcome to the podcast where good trivia gets rewarded and lies are punished. But will we catch the lies? This is What's the Fact. Never. You'll never catch the lies. Hello, I'm Ryan Whittle. This is Warren Robertson. Welcome to the show. And today we've got something quite balmy. It's usually Dietz who dishes out something crazy that we've got to go and research and find facts for. But uh, today's little uh, suggestion comes from a, a, a listener of the podcast. Nice. Thanks, Michelle. Michelle. It's, yes. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle. It's a uh, it's cults. Cults. I don't know what I don't know what what goes on in Michelle's head that she wants us to discuss cults though. Like oh. what is what is it what's happening in your life, Michelle? What is well, the Well, M- Michelle is uh, not to spoil the plots about what's coming up later in the show, but the we, we were on a on a she's a colleague at work and we were uh-huh. on a morning meeting and uh, everyone's still sort of waking up at 8:30 on the morning meeting and it's all quiet and is everybody online? Uh, who's got the spreadsheet? Let's look at the figures. And then Michelle came on and like, Yo, have you guys seen Devil's Storm? <laughs> She's a Ronda Bosch girl. You know, Is that how she time. speaks with that really gruff like? No, she, but that's how she felt about Devil's okay, Storm. So like, okay. you guys have got to watch that. And and uh, no, she's actually a very sweet Ronda Bosch proper we, uh, type girl. But oh, you guys must watch Devil's Storm. <laughs> We, we've discussed Devil's Dorp on this show before. It's yeah, I that's mean it is. It's, it's it making culty. a comeback. Yeah, I today. mean yeah, it is. That's it is culty. Uh, it's culty. Uh, hopefully, what you've got is is new stuff. I'm sure you do. I um, can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these these Woodstock beers are great. Thank you, Woodstock. But we thank Michelle, and I'd also like to thank uh, all of our people for subscribing and clicking like oh, and yeah. some comments, eh? Yeah, people are leaving reviews and leaving comments. There's some really smart, lovely additions to some of our facts in, in the videos and things that I've been enjoying reading. Thank you very much to every single yes. one of you. It makes a big difference. It sends the algorithm wild and and uh, makes us makes us popular. It gives us the love that we need so very badly. The algorithm love. Yeah. <laughs> we'll need a little bit of, uh, what you what you got yeah. there? You got the vice. I mean, if it wasn't for these people, we'd probably join cults. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if they were to start a cult, I might consider it because I'm such a fan of theirs. Uh, of a cults? Be- no, of Woodstock beer. Oh, right, right, a right. Woodstock beer cult. Oh, yeah, no, I could, I could join a beer cult. I mean, yeah, it would be my cult. second favorite cult, I think. <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I'm more of a classic when it comes to cults. I like, I like your... Your kind of groovy, laid-back sex cult that eventually kills itself. You know, that's, <laughs> that's what I think I would go for. Um, <laughs> you know, and and I mean, speaking of that, that kind of classic thing. I'm gonna kick this thing off. Let's go. Oh, let's, let's crack let's it. Go. Yeah, I got the hands on that. I, I thought to myself, like, we're we're talking about cults tonight, right? So let's start with like the kind of classic cult, the thing everybody thinks of when they think of like cults, and that's. Uh, and the reason I chose it is is because it's Jim Jones and obviously the Jonestown massacre is eventually how it ends. Mm. It's the the People's Temple is the name of the actual organization, and you know it, it started out with the best of intentions because uh, Jim Jones, whose middle name is Warren, which is why I'm going to kick this <laughs> off in as narcissistic a fashion as I possibly can. Oh, I love his cult. His middle name's Warren. Um, he, uh, you know, he had the best of intentions with this cult. He really did. He. Uh, he he was trying to get people together to to live in a kind of altruistic sort of socialist multiracial you know kind of uh, utopia um, and and you know it, he came out of he started generating this this cult because he was he was into a multiracial society and he wanted people and this is at the height of like you know kind of oppression and all these kind of l- laws in America and um, 
and he was coming out with this this really lovely like organization that was that was very positive and um and ultimately it ends in the jungles of guiana Jeez. with uh you know 900 people committing mass suicide good bloody grief was it 900 <laughs> it was 900 people yeah and uh, <laughs> until 911 it was the largest instance of deaths of american civilians in a non-natural event like ever so it, it was the largest instance until 911 good so, yeah grief, so so man so yeah and i mean what okay so here's my fact what many people don't know is that it wasn't just 900 americans who died in that jungle it was 900 americans and one chimpanzee oh no and the chimpanzee's name was um was mr muggs Oh no! That's that's my fact. Mr. Muggs was part of part of the the suicide cult. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Mr. Oh, Muggs, hope, the chimpanzee. I hope you started with a lie. Um, I don't know anything about, uh, you know, the Jim Jones massacre. Uh, when it comes to cults that end badly, uh, I did watch a movie years ago on, on Waco. And that sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, because a surprisingly large number of cults end pretty terribly. Badly, you know, yeah. like and I've, there's there's reasons for that, right? Because if you think about it, where else can they go? If nobody's got a job, <clears throat> you're running out of money. You know, eventually your prophecies and your your godhood is going to become questioned yeah. as people start starving to death in in the commune. Yeah, you know, people are going to start rebelling, and then and then what? Then you have to have the grand <laughs> grand finale. Yeah. You know, uh, later in the podcast, uh, or at some point, we I also will talk about cult, the word and how it's changed and what it means. You know, because it is a is that word pejorative. It is a pejorative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it also has, you know, the word culture comes from cult, and it, just because people do a certain thing, then they're starting to develop a culture. And when does it become a cult? So, right. but that's jolly interesting. Um, but I mean, if you think about, but what we what we really want to know, what the people really want to know, Ryan, is do you believe that the Jonestown massacre was nine hundred Americans and a chimpanzee? That nine hundred Americans and a chimpanzee so suicided upset. themselves in a in a, in a uh, jungle? <laughs> no, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I, I can't bear that it's true. So I'm gonna hope you started with a lie, and. Um, I hope they didn't take out that chimpanzee with them. No, I'm gonna say it's a lie. No chimp. It's it's true. It's absolutely true. Uh, Mr. Muggs was Jim Jones's personal pet, and and this is the bit where, where the story actually how gets they, unbelievable. How did they all die? So oh oh, I don't know oh. much. I don't know anything about right. Jim. So yeah. all right. I mean this, the Jim Jones uh, cult, the People's Temple, they died by they took the Kool Aid. That's where the saying comes from. They all drank poisoned like Kool-Aid. And that's how they, they killed themselves. So, so was the this phrase, in the 60s or 70s when they were doing the Kool-Aid parties in, in America? No. Well, this, So what happened is, okay, all right, let me, let me just kind of... That they know it was Kool-Aid. Yeah, they knew it was poisoned poison Kool-Aid. Kool they knew it was. Yeah, it Bloody was, it was grief, intentional man. suicide. Yeah, what happened is, so, so they, they were... <laughs> they started out in Indianapolis Drink and then they moved from Indianapolis to California to become more popular. And they became more popular in California, and they got enormous in California. And then the IRS started sniffing around, and Jim Jones himself was caught masturbating in front of an undercover police officer <laughs> in a porn theater. 
and uh, and so he was like, "Oh, stuff this. We're gonna we're gonna take the whole cult and we're gonna move somewhere where the IRS can't touch us." And he moved them out of the country. Like to... I touched myself in the theater. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> he's gonna, so he's gonna move his whole cult to to the jungles of Guyana, which is by Venezuela there. Yes. In South America. So he moved the whole cult there, and then then there was these reports that now people weren't allowed to come back to America. People who wanted to come back to America weren't being allowed to. So this started leaking back to parents and family in America. And then a congressman by the name of Leo Ryan went and did a visit to go and visit the temple and see that everything was okay you know, on behalf of his, on behalf of his constituents. And he showed up and there was a skirmish as he was leaving and he was shot dead. And just after he was shot dead came the order that this is it. This is the end. We're, we're all going to take this uh, suicide thing. We're, we're going out. This, this temple is no longer functional now. Everything's fallen apart. This is the only way out. And so that phrase, uh, oh, you, you drank the Kool-Aid. You know, you really believe in something. You're really passionate oh, about something. See. That phrase, you drank the Kool-Aid, comes from, yeah, you were willing to, to drink the Kool-Aid. Man, you were willing to kill yourself. Oh, man, so, man. so it's got a really dark kind of history, that. But, <clears throat> yeah, the, so, so back to Mr. Muggs, the chimpanzee. He was, uh, he was Jim Jones's personal pet. And by all accounts, he, he did things, you know, like tricks. And he would look after Jim Jones and he'd kind of protect him. And uh, and Jim Jones always claimed that he'd kind of rescued Mr. Muggs from a bad home and a bad situation. But uh, historians now believe that he actually just bought Mr. Muggs from like a pet store because, and this is the crazy bit, when Jim Jones was just starting the temple out in order to make money to fund the temple, <laughs> he worked as a door-to-door monkey salesman. Good. Like that's a job. <laughs> door-to-door monkeys. He genuinely Good. did. Do you think he fed the monkey Kool-Aid? So no, he shot the monkey. Oh, yeah. oh, that's horrible! Is that worse than feeding it poison? Uh gee, there's a Sophie's choice. If ever Sorry, there was I don't, one, I, th- I don't think we should call it a monkey. It's a, it's a primate. Chimpanzee is primate, so a monkey. Anyway, um, but I can't believe he shot Mr. Muggs. Yeah, he shot Mr. Muggs. Cold, brutal. What a, what a what a what a what a sad sad end. He could have opened the door and said, "There's the jungles of Guyana, Mr. Max. But he you're could have done that to his 900 followers That's as well, true. right? And let's just say that at this point, he's not exactly in his right mind. This old wow. Jimmy Warren Jones. Oh, how horrible! And and so, but like, was this whole thing a Christian cult, like the Lord and all that stuff? No, it was a it was a yeah. As I say, it was it was more socialist. He always wanted to move to communist countries. Oh. But he was—he regretted that he couldn't move the cult to China or to Russia. He was Stalin, and these guys were his heroes. So he—he he regretted that he couldn't move to a communist country. And of course, communist countries are atheists. They don't believe in having. A oh yeah, yeah. So, so no. It, but it was—it was this idyllic kind of multiracial utopia that he was trying to build. And in the end, it all just turned into into death in the jungle. You know. Oh man, shame, Mister Muggs. What a sad fact to open up thing. <laughs> With uh, I'm gonna pick us you up. You were just like 900 Americans. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. One one chimpanzee. We're heartbroken. Yeah. Well, you. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking why is Ryan dressed so amazingly mm. this evening? Mm. And it is uh, a look I'm going for. It's called. It's called um, Cindy Lapa Cosa Nostra. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> 80s Cosa Nostra, yeah. and that is my opening fact. Cosa Nostra. I, mean, I don't think you would have seen Tony Soprano dead in there, to be honest. <laughs> was he a Cindy Lauper fan, you know? And um, 
there's a thing. I once read a book called Secret Societies. Sorry, did I say read a book? I mean listen to the audiobook, Secret <laughs> okay. Societies. Because I was driving, you can't in traffic. But people, joking, you can't. We're not, not going to encourage people to listen to audiobooks because when they're listening to things, it's got to be us. this specific yes. podcast. Yes. <laughs> and so is let's make the podcast a cult. We'll have yes. a, we'll have a bit of a love in. You can't listen to anything yes. else, any other podcast. Yes. Only this one. Two yeah. leaders, eh? Two leaders. <laughs> Well, oh. for, for now, a couple <laughs> years from now, Ryan's going to vanish. <laughs> it might be a little bit of a power takeover. Yeah. But, I mean, and there's the thing. Secret societies, would you consider them cults? Um, the Cosa Nostra is the um, Sicilian mafia. And, oh, my, my fact is that, um, test your knowledge of history, but uh, Benito, El Duce, Mussolini, mm -hmm was in fact a member of the Cosa Nostra, the Sicilian Mafia. Huh. That's my fact. Then we can talk a bit about how much we know about and Mafia from how many of the Godfather it, movies we've seen. And is it a cult? I mean, this is... I don't believe it is a cult. I think a cult is something that's got to have its own kind of beliefs and it's got to have a singular leader who people look up to and, and worship for their opinions rather than because they're upholding a tradition. You know, so I mean, things like, you know, people have said the Masons, for instance, mm. might be a cult. But, you know, I mean, really, that's just old guys shaking hands funny, you know, like it's not <clears throat> necessarily a cult. Um, because as far as we know, us on the outside, there aren't religious implications to what you're doing at the, at the Masons. <clears throat> yes. And, and I think if you want to, you know, one trick of these secret societies is you want to bolster your brand, make it secret because uh, then it gets people talking. Uh, it's just a nice little trick. Um, I don't think it's... Is it sinister? Isn't it sinister? I don't know. But it, the fact that you've called it secret and made it exclusive, yeah, it, suppose, it, it suppose, gets people talking. In many ways, the mafia is that, right? They've got a initiation ritual when you get made. You know, there's yes, a yes, yes. ritual for that thing. Donnie Brasco, what a movie. Have you seen that? <laughs> got to see Donnie Brasco. We've, we've been like, we're on our second fact, and we're like... Swerving so far. <laughs> 80s music and yeah. movies. It's always yeah. going to do that in this um, podcast. But yeah, uh, so, so your thing is that Benito oh. Mussolini mm. was a member of the mafia. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know this. I don't know this ah. off the top of. I mean, you know, my my knowledge of the mafia is is exclusively limited to 80s and 90s mafia movies mm -hmm. on oh, the Sopranos, obviously, yeah. Yeah, which. Uh, Everybody, I think, watched at some stage in their lives. But that's that's my kind of knowledge of, of the mafia. I don't know very much about the actual mafia. Um, I would imagine that, I mean, the mafia certainly put a bunch of, of New York mayors in power. Um, yeah, man. It, but so so they, they definitely have these kind of leanings towards putting po political bosses into power. And, and, you know, the kind of fascist organizations are often driven by the working class, which obviously the mafia would have a, a lot of control over because they, they donate, donate a lot of money to their communities. and now, So so there's possibility that, that they helped him to get there, whether he was a member. You know, are you saying he was like a, he was a made man? He was a, he was a consigliere or he had a, an official position. He wasn't just some schlub. Sure, he's a wise guy. You know, he's, he's a, a wise, wise guy. <laughs> okay. Benito, he's a wise guy. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, He's a no. friend of a friend. Then no, no, I don't think I don't think he was that guy. I don't think he was. You in think the I'm lying? I think you're lying. Yeah. Me? 
<laughs> I think so, yeah. Well, I'm afraid you are spot on. I am lying. It, and, and the reason uh, it's a very dramatic lie, because he certainly was not a member of the Sicilian Cosa Nostra in the 20s or late 20s after he had assumed power, he declared war on them. Uh, and he, so they started, uh, the, the history is big and, and complicated, but they started because it went from a feudal system to kind of ownership of land. And uh, in that consolidation of power, the families of Sicily sort of uh, became very close-knit and controlling of the land and stuff like that. And so there's the, the culture developed and the and the thing and a bit of violence developed too and all sorts of things but uh in the in the by the 1920s he tried to wipe them all out uh Mussolini and um it's the reason many of the big families fled to obviously um Massachusetts and New York but uh I, what I didn't know is one of the big uh one of the big brothers the bambino I don't know what his name was but he went to Montreal Canada uh so uh which yeah, seems to be some Montreal like Some sort known, of uh, mafia stronghold as well. I didn't know that. Known for their, their drug running, old Montreal, aren't they? Yeah, oh, but uh, I, know, I don't know. They're, they're I don't not. Know. As far as I know, they're it's only known, known for the Winter Olympics. That's yeah, but I mean, so the so Mussolini could be the reason that uh, that that the Sicilian mafia or the Cosa Nostra uh, went across the Atlantic um, and and bolted because he did he did um, manage to almost destroy the whole ecosystem of western sicily and um the other thing about the cosa nostra is if you think about italy and sicily sicily being the island you think you know the mafia is so hectic in, in terms of revenge and honor code and stuff uh but they were so religious and catholic uh controversially the author of secret society seems to think that the reason their eye for an eye and their revenge thing is so deeply entrenched was not necessarily their Catholicism, which Sicily sort of migrated toward, was but was because when they were a Islamic Emirati at some point, and the kind of uh, the more sort of um, Islamic way of uh, uh, honor, revenge. I don't know. It's controversial. I know and the author knows it's controversial, but he's like that stuff never really left Sicily, even with the turn the other cheekness of Catholicism. It's like nah. Family, honor. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I mean, uh, yeah. Whether, whether, whether it's, it's a cult. A cult. Whether it's a cult, I'll... Yeah, I mean, but, you know, let's let's go with it. As you Ooh. say, secret society, cult. Eh, yeah, we're going to have to we're gonna have to define that at some point. I, I know. Over the course of the thing. I'm going to... Like, I, I've really stuck quite traditionally with the with the sort of meaning of cult. But this next one is is interesting because it was technically like a... I suppose like a church, like a Christian church. Oh. Uh, have you heard? So, so my fact is oh, the, the movement for the restoration of the Ten Commandments of God. Right. This is the name of this particular thing. Uh, ended with a mass suicide. That's my, that's my, uh, oh, thou my shalt fact. not end with a mass suicide. <laughs> Bloody hell. I mean, that's, that's, that's the ultimate point of the Ten Commandments, right? Like the, the <laughs> movement for the restoration of the Ten Commandments of God. Well, I know nothing about the movement for the restoration of the Ten Commandments. Of God. Of God. Yeah. But no, I you do can't. know a lot about the restoration of the Ten Commandments of God's 
movement. <laughs> <laughs> Are you from the People's Front of Judea? <laughs> Fuck all. I thought you meant We're movement. We're from the Judean People's Front. <laughs> I thought you meant movement, like as in going to the toilet. I had a movement, <laughs> like God's movement. Well, if all been, of creation is God's movement, Ryan. If you've been constipated for twenty-four <laughs> hours, yeah. it is a it's a movement of God. That's right. There you are. There you are. Uh, so anyway, I, I know nothing about this, um, and I, and you say they ended in a mass suicide. Well, that's my fact: is that they Damn ended it, in a mass please suicide. Please no. Yeah. Well, there's already David Koresh. Please no, not another one. Um, once again, I'm going to hope you're bloody lying because, you know, we need more churches. Joking. Um, maybe. Um, I'm going to say, no, it's another lie. You're lying. You know what I love about this particular cult? I mean, apart from the fact that the name is like 40 words long, you know, is that at what stage? Restoration implies that at some stage the Ten Commandments were just being ignored. You know, like everyone was just murdering everyone and stealing and I don't know, worshipping graven idols and... Coveting your neighbor's ass. Asses, yes. Coveting one's neighbor's asses and disrespecting their parents and all these sorts of things. And now these guys were coming here to to kind of restore it. It's it's a cult. I'm not surprised you haven't really heard about it. It's a cult that uh, took place in Uganda. It was founded in Uganda in 1989 by two guys, uh, Joseph... I'm going to read their names. Kibwetiri and Credonia Mwerenda. Mwerinde. Murinde is probably more accurate. I'm sorry, Ugandan listener. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, who claimed that they'd see had visions of the of the Virgin Mary. All right. And then they started forming this massive, like church, almost evangelical kind of church around it. And they had a lot of estates and compounds and churches and all of this. And they said it would all end, all of it, the whole world would end on New Year's Day. The year 2000. Okay. So for 10 years, they collected, they took so much money from everyone. They took they took all of their cash, they took all, everything, and they said, no, listen, the world's going to end New Year's Day, year 2000. Everybody sold this stuff. They donated the last of it to, to oh. these guys. They <clears throat> threw a big party, and then on the morning of the 1st of January, year 2000, everyone was like, the fuck, bro? <laughs> 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 like, what, what's going on? You know, you, you got this wrong. Give us our money back. April 4th. And, um... These guys are like, no, 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 sorry, we, we, we messed it up. We messed it up. Um, it's actually the 17th of March <laughs> uh, of the year 2000. <laughs> and then and then everyone was like, all right, but this is your last chance. You know? Fine, there like, might be a Gregorian calendar versus yeah, another calendar. Yeah, yeah, they had that excuse. Yeah, they were like, was this is a- Jesus' birthday in September. Fine, well, we'll come, we'll come. And then and then they, they spit-bride like three oxen and they, they drank 70 cases of Coca-Cola. And they had a big, big party. And then the next thing, there was a massive explosion and everyone in the building was killed. Like 500-odd people were, were killed in this massive explosion. So many. And the police the police thought it was a, a mass suicide of the cult. And they, uh, they started investigating. And then they started finding bodies at many of the compounds, at many of the other churches, at many of the other states, but hundreds of bodies oh. where people had been stabbed to death weeks oh. previously, where people had been garroted, where people had been killed. So now you start adding up the bodies. It's like 100 here and 50 there and, and another 100 there. And and they basically worked out that essentially what happened is that these leaders um, killed everyone. They killed 900 people. This, Bear in mind, these are the leaders of, and I'm going to read that name again, the Movement for the Restoration of the Ten Commandments of God. <laughs> this is, so, so they basically worked out that these guys killed everyone. And at first, at first, they thought that the leaders had been killed in the fire along with everyone else. 
But subsequently, they now believe that uh, Joseph Kibwetiri and Credonia Mwerinde are still alive. They have an international warrant out for their arrest. And in 2014, the Ugandan National Police announced that there were reports that Kibwetiri was hiding out in Malawi. So these guys are probably still alive, having killed 900 out of their followers and kept all of their money. So it didn't end in a mass suicide. It ended in a mass murder of epic proportions. So to it's the even of five hundred people, five hundred people in one building. No, 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 no. Oh. The total death, the total deaths are put at nine hundred and twenty-four. That's more than that's that's, that's more, more than, than Jonestown. the Jonestown massacre. Yeah, and it was murders. A lot of them. Yes. Yeah. Like Owens, my Ganada. It just makes me want to moot out. Yeah, but and you I'm know, it also ironically, it makes me very oaks. proud of Africa. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we I don't beat the Americans. Yeah. You know, listen, Americans, you're going to need to put more effort in on your on your cults now. Yeah. You know, come on, Uga- Texas. Come on, Texas. Uganda's really set a high bar there. They, uh, they're, not, they're not fucking around in Uganda. <laughs> you guys are going to have to... Yeah, Texas, I believe in Florida. I believe in Texas. I think one of you guys can come through for us. Florida, retired old folk, man. They're not... Yeah, but it's retired old folk and then homeless people on PCP. <laughs> it's like the two can perfect, come together in some perfect storm perfect of storm. mass culty murder. <laughs> <laughs> Amidst a lot of perfect storms Listen, that that region gets. If, if any country in the world is going to have that kind of mass murder, I mean, America's just basically staring it down the barrel, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that country is fascinating. Um, but I'm going to go to the second most fascinating country in the world. For my next fact. Oh, yeah? Ours. This oh, one, man. Second? Not, yeah. not a chance. Not a chance. South Africa. We're so ahead of the pack. Is this where you're going to talk about Devil's you Door? Betcha. <laughs> you betcha. You just, thanks, you've Michelle. Been, you've been Devil. the whole time. Salivating. Been, yeah, the whole time I'm talking to you, you're just thinking Devil's Door. Devil's, Devil's Door. Door. Devil's Door. Now, I watched that. I was engrossed by the uh, four-part series on Showmax. Mm. And... Um, also, as a religious chap, I was rather embarrassed for the faith, uh, especially the, the the kind of division of the faith that I've been involved in, Protestant evan- evangelicalness, uh, and a lot of the stuff that, you know, you just jump over into a world of crazy if you're not careful. I don't think, like, look, I don't think this cult is anything to do with the division between Protestants and and evangelicals, you know? No. Plenty of plenty of evangelical churches are very nice. Sure. Plenty of Protestant churches are very nice. Yeah. I think when it crosses into murder cult, yeah. you're not really talking about the differences between doctrine here anymore. You're not going <laughs> you're not like Listen, uh, sorry. I'm. I, I'd like to. I'd like to disagree. I don't believe God is. God is in everyone's home. I think you have to go somewhere to pray. Uh, 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 you know. I don't think that's how it works. It's not about. It's not a transubstantiation debate gone wrong. It's. It's head cases. It it's, is. What's her name? Cecilia but, Stain. Yes, Cecilia Stain. It's exactly what, I'm, what my facts about. But I mean, it, it. It goes in the. You know the the the. the this makes me think of Courtney and Twaki. It's like <laughs> they they joined a. a a group, a, a Christian group called Overcoming with the Savior, or something like Overcomers with the, of the Savior, or something. Um, Overcomers of on the Savior with the Savior. Oh, so you overcoming not on the Savior, no, no, but with, with him. him. Yes, or through so the not, Savior, or OTS. Yeah, you're, you're, or over, OT, you're overcoming on the Savior. See, I don't know, but uh, okay. and they were bringing Christians out of Satanism. Uh-huh. A lot of that, but uh, and the 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 old tani that ran that, she was like um, befriended Cecilia Stain, mm, mm. and then the two had a fallout, mm. and then Cecilia Stain started very dramatically titled 
Uh, oh, oh man, it's it's slipped my tongue. Uh, per diem, what was it? Oh, e- it's electus, a deus. Electus per deus. Yeah, that's oh, right. I feel yeah. like I'm Kurna and Twaki. Welcome to the show. <laughs> We're sponsored by Electus per deus. Yeah, it means a chosen of God. That's yes, the means. chosen yes, of God. Yeah. Electus per de- yeah. deus. So, but but to me, what where it gets quite weird is. Um, there's a thing bandied about in charismatic churches called disper- discernment, spiritual discernment. What it means is you tell uh, good from evil. And they think that they've got a special um, something that others who aren't like them don't have. Uh, a special uh, help from God to tell you the difference between good and evil. Uh, or to but, tell a good person from an evil person. Yeah. or Okay, right. Yeah, or a good the, act from a bad act. Yeah, and, and it's okay. called, that's called, oh, yeah, we need spiritual discernment, spiritual discernment. But... But uh, here was an example of uh, them thinking they had it when under their very eyes they didn't have it because they were like tr- pretending to drive out the devil and have a sort of an exorcism, which is kind of filmed. It's quite creepy. Meantime, she's faking the whole thing, and she, and she ended up becoming the leader of a cult, Electus Padius, uh, which led to the murder of 11. But they th- she thought that she's got some spiritual power, which she didn't have. She was Cecilia, a nutcase. Cecilia no, this was actually the, 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 the innocent um, Afrikaans lady from Overcomers Through Christ. Or something. Oh, I see. Okay. So to me, it's like uh, a warning as a religious person is, is you want spiritual discernment. You better understand psychology and spot a narcissist. That's real spiritual discernment. Not, I, not just, oh, I feel in my sense. I feel, you know, I just feel the Lord. No, 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 no. Feel nothing. You got to get pros into your circle. But, but Ryan, I think I think this all speaks to the, the the challenges of religion, because a lot of religion is about faith, right? So it's about believing in something to make yourself feel more secure in life, right? So you believe that there is a creator because it helps you to feel more secure in life. So if you've got mm-hmm. the spiritual discernment, and I've never heard of this before, so this mm-hmm. is new facts to me, but mm-hmm. if you've got the spiritual That's discernment... That's not my fact, by the way. <laughs> no, 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 sure, sure. But if you've got the spiritual discernment, right, then you then you, you can feel more comfortable that the people, you know the people in your life are good people. Yeah. And that's, that's, a, that's a, a thing that, it's a comfort to you. You can't tell. You can't tell. In fact, as you say, like the most difficult people to tell are the narcissists, mm. the, the, it's very the, the, the psychopaths. You know, they, they, they're very good at hiding this kind of thing from, from other people. So you can't tell. You, you know, this, this discernment thing is a comfort to people probably. And that's why they like to believe in it. But, but it's certainly, you know, it would, be, it would be remiss to think that you've got that kind of skill. Yeah. Absolutely. And so Celia Stein, she started her own thing. And, uh, <clears throat> well, she t- said a lot of balmy things, a lot of lies, uh, obviously. Uh, she looks like, she looks like, you know, those, have you seen The Walking Dead? You know, you know, the whisperers, they wear the, they wear the skins of the zombies. She looks like she's, she's wearing the skin of a zombie. Like this is, she's a very, you know, if you, Look, I, when I choose whoever's going to be my cult leader. I'm going to choose a very good-looking, sexualized young man, you know, like like somebody or, you know, like an attractive Oof. older earth goddess woman, you know, like I'm choosing somebody who's 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 beautiful in and out. I'm not choosing someone who looks like they they got mange, you know, <laughs> like I'm not choosing someone who's who's clearly, quite evidently, Eileen Vornis's uglier younger <laughs> sister, you know, like. like but- yeah, if, I mean, honestly, like you don't need discernment to look at Cecilia Stein and be absolutely fucking petrified. Woo! There's something about her that's like cold and chilling and. Absolutely, you know, and and look, I say 
she touted a lot of lies. But who am I to say? Maybe they were true. Think, you know, she's no, maybe just, she was chosen by God. Yeah, I mean, he maybe she was the, ways, at some point the bride of Satan. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, according to some of her followers, she claimed to be the bride of Satan. But the she kept arrogant, going on about arrogant. Satan is the most good-looking of How all the angels. Get, yeah. Get, to go marry the top guy. Oh, huh? sorry, bro. She's he's you're punching well above your out of your league there. So <laughs> I. So the one of the things she kept uh, going on about. Talk about the drama, Electus Perdeus. The drama is she's a forty-second generation satanic witch. Who is she? Forty-second generation. So let's say it's, it's thirty. Like, let's the, say it's thirty years but, per generation, right? But but why the emphasis on forty second? What what the? F so my fact is, um, uh, in a bit of research, it turns out that the forty second is quite significant because it's, in it's satanic uh, uh, realms or talks or clubs or mm, stuff, uh, Satan is mentioned forty two times in scripture. Oh, well, that I mean, that throws a whole dark new twist on Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, doesn't it? <laughs> 42! <laughs> it's just the meaning of life is 42. Jeez, if this is true, maybe there's some sort of dark, satanic history to Douglas Adams that none of us knows about. 42. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, is that your fact? Yeah, so the fact is uh, that the link of 42... In uh, is generation, that Satan is mentioned forty-two, 42 times, times in the Bible, like in total in the whole in the whole Bible. Yeah, I would have felt like somebody, some some, you know, big daddy bad guy would get a lot more mention than forty-two. Like how many times? How many times was like Voldemort mentioned in the Harry Potter series? See, you know, you loads more than forty-two. I'll tell yeah. you that. Yeah. You know, although they did call him he who must be not be named. You know, really Voldemort. Time. Yeah, yeah. He's he who must not be named for many of the books. And they only work out he's Tom Riddle for some of the books, aren't isn't he? Wow. Ah, I probably drink too much. Um, <laughs> um, 42 times mentioning of the devil. Uh, I mean, and, look, and, so, and that's the link to 42nd generation. Yeah, so, so look, 40, uh, I was about to say to you, 40, so if you take each generation is roughly 30 years, right, on average. Mm, mm. So if you say 30 years times 42, that's like 1,260 years. So now we're throwing back into the 800s. I mean, I don't think, I don't know anyone who lives in South Africa that can track their family back four generations, let alone 1,200 years. Was she on, what's that British show that tracks your generation? <laughs> yeah, Was she yeah, on that? Yeah, who, who am Celia, I? Celia, here's the library in, yeah. in, in Coventry. And look, there's your great, 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 great mother, Satan's bride. There she <laughs> is on the altar. Shagging a soldier. Your mum was a witch. Your granny was a witch. Your great granny was a witch. Your great great granny was a witch. I didn't realize I'm a 42nd generation. It's so sad for me. I mean, that's the most boring episode ever, right? They're looking for like they're looking for interesting people and like nope, just just you know Satan's bride, uh, all the way through. Yeah. Well, it's it's Satan's she avoided, bride. She avoided the um, the flames so well done. Joan of Arc got it, but not her. Uh, so right, she right. ratted out Joan of Arc. So <laughs> well done. I mean, it's embarrassing. Um, yeah, why not? Forty-two. That that makes sense. Let's go for it, Ryan. Yeah, yeah let's say it's true. Sweet. That's another biblical lie of biblical proportions, <laughs> isn't it? It's a, I'm talking shit again about the scriptures. Um, so no, so Satan, Satan, mm. according to New, in New James King James Version, mentioned uh, forty-nine times in Scripture. Gotta check my facts on my cocoa pop. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> so it's cocoa pops. 
Um, the, yeah, 49 times in scripture. This is one of those where you made up the lie and then you kind of went back to try and create a story to, to no. sell the lie. No, 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 no. This okay. is, I was okay. in, I was pulled in by Electus Perdius. Okay. okay. And, uh, and the 42. Yeah. yeah, it's mentioned 49. I wondered why 42 and if it had anything to do with. Oh, so you scripture. actually went into that dead end. You you went and you researched the dead end. Right? Yeah, it's forty nine. Uh, the the devil. So the word the so Satan, forty nine times the devil, and that's across both new and old. The I'm relieved. Douglas 32. Adams is off the hook. Yeah, he's off the hook. Thirty two is um, uh, is the de- how many times the devil is mentioned in the King James Bible, but only in the New Testament. But forty two, the, the biblical significance, like forty's got quite a few. Forty years, mm, uh, mm. For, uh, Jesus um, wilderness sojourn was forty days, 40 days yeah. uh, and stuff. And but forty two is the number of generations between Abraham and Christ and Jesus. Oh, uh, I see. And it's, I think it's in the book of Luke where he literally says, father of that begat the father so of it that is, begat the father But it is a biblical reference then. It is uh, a, yeah. it is, it's, she's saying, she's saying oh, my, my ancestor was, was Abraham and I am now effectively Jesus. Well, but 42nd generation witch. Yeah, yeah. But, so but, but the I mean, counter, she's, she's saying, the yeah, counter that's army. Right, that's right. Yeah, so that's yeah. what she's saying. Yeah. Oh, so it is actually a biblical reference anyway. Yeah. I, so, well, so, it, it, I'm guessing. I mean, because I looked up 42. In, it does. It does imply that there's a lot more intelligence in a Krugersdorp cult than I would have. <laughs> I would have believed, to be honest. And, but, and, and she, she's from Harry Smith, eh? Celia Stein. Is she? I mean, yeah, like, listen. If you grew up in Harry Smith, it's either it's either becoming a witch or shooting say. stop signs. These are your two your two hobbies: of rock climbing. Sorry, Harry Smith. Uh, she and there was other crazy things. She she does mention that she was. This is controversial. I'm so sorry for this, but she says she was raped by demons. That her father astral projected into and then possessed her husband, who then raped her. Sure. <laughs> So, I mean, I mean, as you say, and dark. she's she has she told one of her followers she has one's astral projected to the moon, which is great. Okay. So she said a lot of things. Does that make her the first woman on the moon? <laughs> I mean, Cecilia Stain, first woman on the moon. That's misogyny for you. First woman on the moon. We're gonna mem- remember her for all those killings. That's not fair. You she's should, first woman I, on the moon. She's got an alibi. I wasn't there. Yeah, she was on the moon. I was actually projecting on the moon. The Prove moon. me wrong. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, she certainly got more proof than that Neil Armstrong guy, <laughs> hey? <laughs> yeah, we all know that was in a studio in Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. We all exactly. know that. And uh, yeah, what other uh, balmy, goofy things? But I feel so sorry for that lady um, from Overcoming Through Christ or something. Yeah. Um, because she was like praying very hard because... Because she's having a moment on the floor and she's like, I just wanted the demons to stop raping her. Shame. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, that's, I mean, this is this is quite often the truth of these things is, is, you know, the people who get caught up in cults or become the victims of cults or who know the people in cults, like they're genuinely yeah. quite often, you know, like innocent, lovely people. You know, yeah. you, you kind of you find that um, it's not it's not. You know, the worst people in the world who no. go off searching to find some sort of purity, some sort of cleanliness in their lives and land up joining these cults, some sort of, you know, they land up in these cults because they're looking for society and social connection and love and kind of kindness. And then they wind up in the world of these real psychopaths, you know, and it's, it isn't, yeah, 
It's a, it's, it's a very, very dark topic. Thanks, Michelle. You see, Michelle. Yes, we're loving this Flip from a comedy now. point of view. Hey? This is so yeah. funny, Michelle. <laughs> yes, see. It's like, and you, the other one, is bringing so much more understanding to the topic than, yes, the, than the religious one. My goodness me. That's brutal. But I've got, to, I've got. okay, all right. I'm going to take this entirely the opposite direction then. I'm going to lighten this up a little bit. Oh, okay. All right, so you've heard of the band The Blue Oyster Cult. Have I? Yeah, they sing that song, Don't Fear the Reaper. Oh, yes, na, yes, yes. Na, 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 na. Too much cowbell. You know oh, that yes, song? yes, yeah? yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, that was great. Yeah, man. Will that was a sketch. sketch will yeah. Ferrell sketch. So yeah. So, yeah, Blue Oyster Cult. And here's, here's my fact the band, the Blue Oyster Cult, Ooh. was named after a real cult that was based in their hometown of Stony Brook that killed two teenagers, including a classmate of lead singer Buck Dharma. Um. Uh, it's so funny because I'm a big fan of Professor of Rock uh, oh. on YouTube, and he did a whole video on that song, Don't Fear the Reaper, yeah. uh, which, and I hadn't heard n- until I watched the thing. Mm. And then they showed the sketch. And yeah. It was very funny. Yeah. But I imagine that uh, it was quite fashionable to name name your uh, band after something rather dark. And so I, I, off the bat, I think it's true. I think it's true, and I'm going to say, yeah. It is true. So named after a cult from their hometown, which did actually yeah, kill Stony people. Brook, yeah. yeah, which killed two teenagers, uh, one of whom was a classmate of Buck Dharma, the, the lead singer. Wow, that's very controversial uh, and very insensitive. <laughs> very um, insensitive. Oh, you, know, you know what's very insensitive about, about cults is all the murderings. The murderings are very, they're not cool. No, to they're to not name cool. your I wonder if you would do that as a constant reminder, that, but unless they went dark. Don't fear the reaper. But it's also it's also possible that it was it was like a tribute. It's also possible okay. that it was like you know a reminder, a, a way of kind of speaking. My first instinct was to say true. I won't overthink it. I'm gonna stick with it's true. Ah, it's a lie. Is it? Yeah, it's from a crappy line in a poem by their manager Sandy Perlman. <laughs> they were originally called the soft white underbelly, which of course comes from a from Mr. a Churchill, Churchill speech. That's speaking correct. about Italy or, that's, or, that's or right. Greece, Italy, that's right. Italy. Yeah. Show Italy the soft white underbelly of Europe. That's right. So they were initially called soft white underbelly, and they didn't like that name. And their manager Sandy Pillman had written this rubbish 1960s like floaty poem that included the phrase "blue oyster cult," and they they didn't like the name "blue oyster cult" either. They couldn't agree on it, but they took it. And, you know, here we are talking about it 30 odd years. You know, what were they? They were 1960, so, you know, 40 years later. I know, I'm weird, but I prefer the soft white underbelly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, let's not get into your fetishes now, Ryan. Okay, so that's that's that fact, short and sharp. Yeah, no, I decided to keep it. uh, They don't all have to be lifelong stories, you know? Ooh, this one's interesting. Yeah, okay, so. do you know, do you know, uh, this, this is... <laughs> You're in the Cocoa Pops box. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, do you eat that much Cocoa Pops? No, not always. No, you just, you rummage through your neighbor's bin. No, no. <laughs> it's, it's, what's my Cocoa Pops? Okay. No, it's, oh, so, um, so... Deeds <laughs> <laughs> is, is fishing for a sponsor, so if you're Cocoa out Pops. there, Cocoa Pops. Um, I, I'm the... This this fact is so you know what hash is, so the oh you mean you cult mean, is, is uh, a drug, right? the cult might or might not be interweaved in this fact. Let's see uh, let's see your knowledge of history and stuff and okay. etymology. Etipet- is it, it epitomology? Might, wait, wait, hang What's on. What's the thing of hang words? On, hang on, hang What's on, hang on. Etymology. It it etymology. Yeah. Epitomology. Yeah. But okay, so we're so we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. It might cult. You said might or might not be weaved into this fact. The whole topic of the show might or might not. 
be weaved into the sure. stack. I feel like you're cheating. Sure. <laughs> wow. Like... Don't judge too soon. All right. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Hash. Okay. Gives rise. Gave rise. To the word assassin. Oh, as in like hashashin. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was. So here's here's the. Do you know the, about so, so here's them. The, so, so here's so here's the thing. Here's the thing, Ryan. Is that this is one of those, and I hope you've got this the right way around. And I'm going to tell you what I know about it. Mm-hmm. So it was apparently a legendary mountain upon which lived this cult of of assassins, mm-hmm. Middle Eastern assassins, and I can't mm-hmm. remember for whom they worked, but you could go and you could hire them to, to. Mm. But historians have shown it never existed. Mm-hmm. So so. Well, they the place. They believe, so they believe that the hash, because these guys obviously used to apparently smoke quite a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so they think the whole connection, everything is just this kind of this urban legend um, that the the organization may in fact never have existed, and that uh, in fact, yeah, this this. Uh, Marco Polo wrote about that. I mean, Marco Polo. <laughs> we've, let, we've, let me let me dive into Marco. We've Polo. addressed the Marco yeah. Polo issue. Marco Polo was a lying a... sack of shit. <laughs> Is what he was. He was a liar. He made stuff up, um, and I'm unsurprised to hear that his name is, is involved in this whole debacle. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I like to think, but the fact I think you're going with the fact that it is uh, my fact is true. That uh, and you said it was true. Yeah. Well, so that's hash, a, yeah, yeah. The, the, hash. Um, there is an urban legend. They then. They then. There was this 11th century. In the Muslim world, uh, a group of of assassins, but the word assassin came from the group called the Hashashin, because they smoked a lot of uh, that, but uh, quite a quite a potent version of it to but give the, them in the, a the trance. Is, to... The word may have the may the word may have come from there anyway. You know, just because it was this old legend and ultimately gets disproven, doesn't mean that the word didn't necessarily derive from that story. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a, exactly. But yeah. but assassin definitely does come from hashashin. Okay. Yeah. That that so that link is there, and hashashin comes from hash. And they were you, you, so you actually you are using this, this correctly this time. Yeah. They, they were definitely a, a kind of a cult because the guys used to move there uh, by by according to the stories. The guys used to move there and go and spend their lives there. And there was a, a venerable elder and a leader, and there was a lot of like yeah, he's got a name even kind of, yeah yeah he does have a name. name and there's a there's a Muslim kind of spin off cult almost I suppose yeah Naz- Naziri I think was his surname okay. um, but I I'm very inclined to to think that it did exist uh, maybe the place didn't exist but um, look, it's, 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 it's covered in the book um, uh, secret societies. Uh, but also, like the guy's got a very fascinating. The guy's got a weird agenda. Like he he linked uh, the Cosa Nostra, the Cosa Nostra's um, values back to the time at, when it right, was uh, okay. Islamic Emirati Sicily, yeah. and, and 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 what he's trying to suggest in uh, in in with the Hashashin is is that assassination vibe is the thread that goes all the way to. Groups like Al Qaeda, who are in the same vicinity. But I think, I think the thing is that I think the thing is that um, that assassins existed in every single culture, right? Like there, there was a there was a definite case for there was a benefit Wha- to knocking off your political, people. yeah, your sure. political opponent quietly without going to war with them. Yeah. And I think Italy particularly was was kind of rife with that sort mm. of stuff. 
you know that because when, when they were at the city state well no i mean I'm, I'm talking specifically when they were at the city state stage you know and there were kind of these big powerful families throughout the the renaissance even uh kind of arguing and fighting with each other i think i think assassinations occurred where people slipped off to sleep in the middle of the night and uh and didn't come back so <laughs> so it's part of every single yeah it's part of every single culture because it's politically expedient to be part of pol- every single culture whether it's politically expedient to have all of your assassins live in the exact same commune on the top of a mountain while smoking a lot of drugs this is another story you know like I'm, i don't think that feels like a politically expedient answer your your assassin should be invisible nobody yeah. should be able to 600 years later or 800 or 1000 years later name that guy you know? yeah. that's a terrible assassin I think that motive enough. If I check historically, I love dates and history, and and I know it's 11th century, and they had a cause for great enemies uh, in in that part of the Muslim world. First of all, the Christian crusaders were pulling into the Holy Land, and so big enemy, big war, long long periods of fighting. So there, I can there I can see the connection with like your your Al Qaeda because obviously jihad was a, a call to defend the Holy Land. Ah. Right? So that was a Muslim call to defend the Holy Land, just like Crusade was a Christian call to, to go, go and reclaim, reclaim the, Holy the Holy Land. Land right? yeah. So they're, they're basically like polar opposites of each other. Mm. So I can I can see there where you're saying, okay, well there's this connection because I know that a lot of the jihadis believe that that uh, they are defending the Middle East from American encroachment sure. and American attack. They yeah. say that just because Americans aren't or arriving... Big in Satan as some oh, of them. No, like, but it, I'm but joking, just, joking, joking, I mean, joking, joking. They, make, they make a lot of sense because they say just because Americans aren't there in metal armor swinging swords doesn't mean they aren't attacking our culture and our society. Mm-hmm. You know, they say... So, so you can kind of, you know, you can see where the logic... And I, yes. believe me, I'm not defending Al Qaeda. For sure, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you could see where the where the connection comes in, and where the the kind of more traditional uh, thinking kind of comes in. I suppose. Yes, I don't no, know. But you're doing I, a good to be honest, thing. I don't you're being know very moral in this episode. It's like you know that great principle of seek first to to understand before being understood. I mean, that's what you're doing. No, I with know nothing about perspectives. This, nothing about it. I'm just I'm just kind of talking bullshit. But it's great. A couple but, beers down. Uh, yeah, good beers down. And the other uh, thing that was present around at the time of not just the Crusaders, but the Mongol Empire right. was doing its thing. So many enemies, many reasons to want to wipe out powerful figures. I feel like if you're answering a horde of 40,000 uh, guys with, with bows on the back of horses with a mountain of drugged up assassins, you're fucked, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you are... You're, you're, culture is going to be consigned to the history books you need a lot more swords and a lot less drugs but obviously in all of this little fact of mine i'm saying the hashashin were a cult yeah i mean uh, yeah fair enough I, I, I can believe it because there was there was religious uh motive yeah there was a, a strong kind of leader figure mm. if the hashashin existed that they, they would fit the description of a cult I'm prepared, <laughs> to, prepared to go there all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start this one. This is another big big cult, a big famous cult. So the Heaven's Gate, have you heard of them? Uh yes, I've heard the phrase. Okay, so Heaven's Gate, they were a they were a cult. They were they were led by a former music teacher named Marshall Applewhite. He believed that the earth was gonna be recycled. He believed oh, it was gonna be destroyed, my. yeah. And uh and he and his, I can't remember her name. I think her name was Bonnie Nettles, off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She sounds like a, like what a dame names? out of a... Bonnie uh, Nettles yeah. and Applewhite. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Marshall Applewhite, yeah. But Bonnie Nettles sounds like a character out of film noir, you know. 
Uh, but but so they founded this this Heaven's Gate, believing that inevitably the world would be recycled. And they and they kind of started out and they said to people, listen, the world's going to be recycled. We but there's a way that we can ascend away from the world, and we'll we won't have to die. We'll you know we'll have our bodies. We'll literally ascend off the earth, and they and then man, that's cool. Yeah, and then over time, they gathered all these followers, and then Bonnie died of cancer, and uh, and Marshall kind of went insane, and he started, you know, he was like, oh, obviously, obviously, this, this is not going to happen because Bonnie has now ascended without her body, so now we must all ourselves somehow find a way to ascend away from this earth that is going to be recycled, and um, shit, yeah, and essentially their opportunity came, and I think it was nineteen ninety eight. When the Hale Bob comet was discovered, and they and he Marshall said, "Listen, the Hale Bob comet is coming really near to Earth, and what's traveling behind the Hale Bob comet is an alien spacecraft that is coming to save us from from the recycling of the Earth. We can't see the alien spacecraft because it's traveling in the tail of the Hale Bob comet." And he uh, he persuaded his organization, his 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 cult mm. of thirty nine people, just a mere thirty nine <laughs> people. Um, <laughs> Um, to self murt you know, to to kill themselves. He he um, he had them come round, and uh, and take Damn take it, poison, man. and then put a plastic bag over their head, so they they'd effectively fall asleep with a plastic bag over their head and die. Um, uh, but my my fact is, before they they fuck. left though, before they before they took <laughs> this trip, they prudently bought alien abduction insurance worth one million dollars per person which would pay out in the event of abduction, impregnation, or death caused by aliens, and it was to be paid out to the Society of Heaven's Gate. Which, pardon my expression, fucking underwriters, insurance (laughs) underwriters, had that policy going. Yeah, I mean, look... Yeah, so so one million dollars per person. It's a it's a pretty. I mean, I don't know why they would need the money. You know, they're all gonna go. They're all going to heaven. You know, they're all going to go to hell. Bob Comet. Wonder what the like, premium was. I fucking know. <laughs> yeah, like we don't. I, have bet, you, I bet you it was five dollars. Like you call any insurance company and they're like, "Hey, listen, can I Low buy? Risk, can I buy $5. this?" Yeah, they're like, "Yeah, you can <laughs> buy this five bucks a month. <laughs> buy it for a thousand people. It's great. Fucking of course." <laughs> like, Free money. Anyway. Doesn't Lloyds of London get this call on a Friday afternoon? They're about to go for drinks. <laughs> Underwrite what? Insure what? Ah, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. why not? Sure. sure. <laughs> hey, you know what this guy wants to insure? 40 people, 39 people, 21 women, and 18 men. Is that your men. fact, though? That's that, my fact. Oh, my it's God. Took out insurance. No, yeah. fu- you're talking cuck. It's a lie. There's no fucking ways. No one would underwrite that. What country were they in? I know that you oh, told no, me that they're they... American. Yeah, they're American. Yeah. <laughs> well, please tell me there is some kind of central body governing the financial services market in America. Uh, please tell me you're lying. You're lying. You're lying. Uh, I'm not lying. It's the truth. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it's the truth. And do you want to know something else, Ryan? It was insured through Lloyd's of London. Oh, stop it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Somehow you stumbled it. on that little fact. It was unbelievably. Um, alien abduction. Yeah, alien abduction. Oh, come on. Yeah, what happened? 
<laughs> so yeah. what happened? I mean, the cult believed they were going to be alien abducted. They they gathered in their headquarters, which was like a San Diego mansion, right? Which, by the way, they were allowed to they were allowed to rent. But you've got a mansion. Why do you want to? No, leave but hang on. Earth? No, no, they didn't. They rented it for the occasion, right? <laughs> but they were allowed to they were allowed to rent it because he told them they were a Christian cult of angels. <laughs> Like the, the owner of the house was like, ah, as long as you're Christians, right? Like, you're all angels, are you? Rent my house, it's you fine. You see now, because there's a verse in the in the Bible yeah. saying, uh, be, um, you know, be nice to everyone. Because you don't know if you've been, uh, you might have been entertaining angels or something. It's, it's Oh, a, really? Okay. Yeah. So if, if someone asks you, please, do you have bread? Or please, do you have five rand for me? You know, you know, you don't know. One of them might be an angel. It's in Hebrews. Okay. So they're like, so they're like, we're all angels. They were angels. Yeah, clever. Anyway, they were. They oh, were you can rent my San Diego mansion. <laughs> but yeah, they were allowed can. to rent this place, and then so it was the weekend that they arrived on the on the Saturday, the twenty second of March, <laughs> and on the Sunday they started committing suicide. They uh, they I'm, I'm going to read the uh, oh, they read a, they fuck. took a combination of phenobarbital, alcohol, and hydrocodone, mixed in with applesauce or pudding. Yum. And then they put a plastic bag over their head to suffocate themselves to death. And then others, the first 15 went on the first day with eight people helping them. And then when they went, they, they got covered by a purple shroud. And then, and then the next 15 went on the Monday. And then the last eight uh, took their own lives. And, uh, and Marshall was one of the last to die, but he wasn't the last one to die. Because obviously they can tell who the last one was to die because they don't have a shroud on them. Right, they couldn't, nobody, nobody was dead. Yeah. And that you know, was you very know, good detective work, Mr. Poirot. <laughs> but you know what that was the last one noted. How do you know, Mr. Poirot? He's the only one without a shroud on it. Who would have covered him? <laughs> just just He's an awkwardly pulled on. <laughs> You've got a bag on your head. Yeah, genius, Mr. Poirot. Yeah, so that was... Fuck, so, but the, the awkward part about this... Um, so they all wore these like black track suits because they were, they were expecting to go somewhere where they might need to... You know, they had their pockets filled with like the personal possessions they wanted Traveling. to take with them. So just kind of so travel lights, ID cards, comfortable travel. Yeah, running shoes. They had no. Brand, they all had the okay. exact same pair of brand new running shoes, which were fresh Nike decades. So they all wore the exact same running shoes, and they had armbands that read "Heaven's Gate Away Team." <laughs> and this is this is the tragic part. This whole thing comes from Star Trek. The whole thing, the whole the whole belief. Oh. There's a video of one of the members. She touches her chest like this, and she says, "39 to beam up." Oh, yeah, and and that's oh. a video taken just before they all kill themselves. Oh no! They genuinely believed they were, was, they were uh, beaming up to a spaceship. Was was Heaven's Gate one of the episodes from Next Generation or something? No, one of the no, 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 no. But, this, but the but they were they so used the, to do oh, so. they used to do Star Trek watching parties oh, and all sorts of stuff, and they were clearly sex. influenced by it. And Can't yeah. you sue Star Trek for bad influence? I mean, Putting so, so thoughts of cult, uh, cultiness in my there were in my head. There were four of them who survived. So so after the the, the Heaven's Gate cult went, a bunch of the, the ex members and a bunch of the members who who hadn't been there took their own lives at home because they didn't want to be left behind. Um, but there are there are four apparently members left over who survived, and one of them is still managing the Heaven's Gate uh, <laughs> website with an email address. And he's he's been quoted as saying that he gets five requests a day to join the Heaven's Gate cult. People are just like, and he has to keep telling them there is no cult. We're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> Which is dark That's as fuck. Like also, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, 
But you, you know, know. You, you kind of wonder how people reach this point where they're, they're all prepared to commit suicide, you know, together. And I, I sort of thought about, like, so I looked into it, right? And what the Heaven's Gate cult did was that everything they did was, had to be exactly the same every single day. So if they made, if they made pancakes, the pancakes had to be made with the exact same mixture. They had to be timed on this side for this long, flipped over, timed on this side for this long. Everyone got the same number of pancakes. Everybody got the same amount of syrup to put on their pancakes, you know. But everything. The men shaved the same way. But you, but you see, like, what this does is it indoctrinates mm-hmm. a kind of a, a self, like, like an external think. Your, your, your thinking's being done yeah. by somebody else. You uh, just, yeah. just kind no of No critical thinking, you hand it that's over. Right, that's right. You're going through the motion. And this is, this is used by cults quite a lot where they, they make you give up your power of, of self-thought yeah. and, then, and then you give it up to somebody else. And then when he says to you, okay, we're all going to drink this thing, you're so in that process. You're so brainwashed to that process that you actually end up taking it, which is why if you watch those videos of the Heaven's Gate people um, before they die, it's very sad because you can you see normal people. You know, they're a bunch of different people aged between 26 and 72 years old. Where's this video? Yeah, so all, I don't know if I'd ever no, want to watch just, it. It's just too them too talking about Yah. But it's them talking but about, about Yah, about their, the cult and their beliefs and how excited they are to be, to be they're going to get beamed up now. You know, like, and yeah, it's, uh, so there you do go. Do they have That's jobs and stuff? Did some of them study at university and do they have jobs? Yeah, different people had different different jobs, different people did different things. Um, and here's the thing, right? So so they took Fuck. out this insurance for a billion dollars per person uh, with Lloyds of London. <laughs> to date, Lloyds have not paid out. Lloyds claim that they would have to prove they were abducted sure. by aliens. Oh, absolutely. And a couple oh. months after... Claims after, departments, I'm sorry, we... That's right. <laughs> A couple of months after after these people ascended to hail Bob Comet to the, the you know, uh, Lloyd's quietly withdrew their alien abduction policy. So you can no longer uh, take out an alien abduction policy. And I'm pretty sure Lloyd's of London does not want people to talk they on their podcasts about this fucking fact. We're taking yeah. the piss. Yeah, they were taking the piss and then they got, they got kind of stuck in an awkward situation. Yeah. So their lawyers went, listen... It's not worth the five dollars a month. <laughs> Fucking remove it, you, you idiots. Yeah, interesting oh, that you said Lloyd's of London. I yeah. can't believe it. Yeah. Fuck man, that's crazy. That is crazy. <laughs> my next fact, I think. <laughs> Your Coca Pops box. Oh, so uh, cults. We've we've established like that. The, we now use the word as pejorative and as a warning. Um, you know, but uh, it also comes from the word culture but mm. i think um it was first given a bit of a whoa we need to look closer into this it was first studied um uh, as a sociological study uh as early as the 1620s in plymouth with uh, the emergence of the quakers uh the quaker sect right, you know about right, the quakers. Yeah. that's my fact yeah you know um so so obviously historically the difference, the difference between a cult and a religion is time. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially, yeah. essentially oh, because beautiful quotes. because when the when yeah. the Christians came out, yeah, you know, everybody was like, oh, this Christian cult, they don't believe in Zeus, mm. throw mm. them to the lions, you know, mm. like, hey, you know what we do with people who don't believe in Zeus? We throw them to the lions. You know what the nicest thing about Greek religion is? <laughs> they were like, there is a mountain over there that mm. anyone can climb, anyone can walk it in a day, right? 
the gods live on top of there and none of us are going to go and check. <laughs> none of us are going to go and have, have a look. Did you go, have you been, just, been to yeah, Athens, yeah, the yeah. Acropolis? You've been? Yeah. Oh, no, no, they don't live on top of the uh, Acropolis. Oh. They live they live mounts and hillens. Oh, okay. Where, where, what is it? Yeah, it's just outside of... Athens. God, why can I not remember this? But it's, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Is it where the, 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 the thing is? No, 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 no. No, no, there's no volcano. Like, it's just a... The statue, the the, the beautiful pillars... Is that not the Acropolis? That, that's the Acropolis. No, it's, it's not that. Not it's, that. It's, it's north of, of Athens. Oh. It's uh, it's out in the middle of Greece. Yeah. Oh wow. It's a, but it's a mountain that you can you can literally like if you if you're a fit individual you could climb to the top of. Table mountainish. Bigger than Table Mountain, but okay. yeah, like a solid. But nobody bothered to go and check. You know, <laughs> they just they just believed in the gods for thousands <laughs> of years. They were like, the gods live up there. You know, ah, oh, fuck me. That's that's a long way away. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna go check that. But anyway, but then they, uh, but then the Christians came out and they started talking their nonsense about Jesus, and they were like, we are not having this. We're not having this. You you go and get eaten by lions. <laughs> like you go, yeah. you know the Romans were like, we're just ah, we're not we're not having get in get in the fire. Get get on the <laughs> get on the cross. And then and then but the Christians just doggedly stuck around. You know they were a cult that just doggedly stuck around. And then they formalized their book in what the Council of Nicaea, and then you know uh, I mean you know the branding best just, way to you know evangelize get to the chief you know you know they, and they, they, uh, they, they got sh- to the chief of Rome you know they so. did they did and and that was the tipping point you know mm. the, the the classic is that Malcolm Gladwell the the, the tipping point <laughs> and they they reached the tipping point and then from then on yeah. history has been a fuck up Ryan yeah and look uh, I'll happily admit as a religious chap that the the third century they say it went from a persecuted church to a Persecuting church, right? Yeah, Ooh. I mean, clever, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but that's that's the the that's the direction a, a church has to take. You know, most cults, as we said earlier, they die out because you run out of money. And you have to all mass suicide. Yeah, like with with this thing, they were like, okay, well, listen, people are giving us enough cash. It's now time for us to start stamping our dominance. You know, we need mm. to start becoming a thing, and they did. Congratulations to them. That whole cross thing, very successful branding. <coughs> the fish. Very successful what branding. What a symbol. Very, very uh, one good, of the yeah. most potent but, icons in the history of iconography, if you ask me. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that is what a cult is ultimately, yeah. is, is, a relig- is, is a religion that hasn't had enough time, which is startling when you start to think about how much time, say, Scientology has now had. Not you know, a lot, starting, eh? Yeah, but it's starting to add up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we haven't run it out of town, is what I'm saying. No. <laughs> we need to think about it. That's because we stopped burning heretics at the stake. <laughs> Tom Cruise, get on the fire, buddy! Like this is not. If we had a, if we had a real pope, you know, a strong pope, <laughs> he would have sent his inquisition out for Tom Cruise decades ago. Fucking throw him on the fire! Yeah. Like, Kirsty Alley on the fire. We're not interested in any of you. Not the yeah. woman who does the voice of Bart Simpson on the fire. Yeah. <laughs> Liam Raimi from. King of Queens on the fire, although she's now renounced it all. She's uh, she's no longer Scientologist. Oh, is it? Yeah, the voice of Bart. It reminds me of uh, no, no, uh, Leah Remy, who's the, in the King of Queens. He was she was the King the wife of the oh yes, of yes, yes James. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it reminds me of um, when you talk like that in the Inquisition, the second Elizabeth movie. Yeah, but Elizabeth the first. Mm. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> We're recording on the day. We heard yeah, the, we're recording on we the day. We heard the news an hour and a half ago. Yeah, knife fight. I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. I, honestly, I, I thought to myself, she's an old woman. She's given up knife fighting decades ago. I didn't, yeah. yeah. 
And you know, you gotta you gotta give it to the guy who had the props to stab the queen. You know, yeah, <laughs> you gotta shame. give it to him. Shame. <laughs> shame. Choked on a domino. Shame. I'm joking. Um, that's not nice. Uh, we'll cut that part out. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> no, we won't. Deets does does as little work as possible. <laughs> De- Deets is back there masturbating in the office. There's no <laughs> like, <laughs> he is. That's. <laughs> about the queen. Good lord. Good lord. Um, they don't, we don't mean any of that. We deeply. Uh, no, I do. Um, I'm thinking and praying for all the British people out there. I'm not. I'm not. She must give back the wealth. She, give it she back. has. She, she has. Give it back. We she want our did. diamonds back. You get Take them out of your hat. Give them back to South Africa. Unemployment. It's fine. We'll all kids, you know. No, give us the UB diamonds 40, back. Man. We want the Cullinan diamond back. If you are the queen and you, sorry, if you're Prince Charles and you watch King Charles, congratulations, sir, for your recent promotion. If you are King Charles and you're watching this, we want the fucking Cullinan diamond back. You send it now. Oh, yeah. It's a big one. <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's a big one. Yeah. Size of a cricket ball. <laughs> <laughs> See, um, I saw, but what I was saying, the, oh, yeah, yes, her speech was like, uh, when she's giving a speech in, in Elizabeth, oh. in the second movie, not Elizabeth 2. <laughs> Because the, the second Elizabeth the one movie, what a fuck up that was, <laughs> you know the naming debacle. But so, but she was like, oh, we must fight the Spanish Almada because in there, in yeah, they I carry may have the, the body of uh, weak people. That's her normal speech, but she doesn't do it in Elizabeth. She, does carries, she? she says in the, the the Almada carries the bowels of the Inquisition. Oh, I see. And she didn't want that to come to Britain. No, but she. So, so I think I think the movie messes up. I th- if if I'm correct, and I haven't. Kate Blanchett, seen, isn't she lovely? Movie, but, isn't she lovely? Very famously, she should that, become the next queen. <laughs> very famously, that speech, um, Queen Elizabeth says, "I have, I may have the body of a weak and feeble woman, but I have the mind of a, you know, that that speech." Oh. Apparently, they altered that. Most Was it to the military before that, before the that Sp- Elizabeth one, Elizabeth one number two electric boogaloo. They changed the. Uh, yeah, the the, the squeakle. They changed the um. <laughs> they changed the the speech. How do you change one of the most famous speeches in the history of mankind? Anyway, I'm totally like we totally oh, the fact, railroaded yeah. this. Yeah. So so with, was uh, Colt's first studies as a sociological thing? Yes, yes, it Plymouth, was with the, the Quakers. Quakers. Yes, yes, yeah. it was. Yeah, sweet. Okay, I'm talking cuck big time. <laughs> you know um, what? You know what I love is when you have lied and I fall for it. That fucking delighted look that comes on your face. It's regret because I know I'm being judged by other religious people. You lie like the devil. <laughs> the devil. No, you get this very smug little <laughs> look on your face. Uh, so, um, I, why it's a lie is yes, I do think um, the, the Plymouth was the first. Was the famous ship that left to North the, America? The Mayflower. Yeah, it left from Plymouth, and it wasn't Quakers; it was the Puritans. And also, in between kings and queens of England, very but, sensitive topic right now. But there was a bit of a Puritan republic for a while, and they shut down all the theatres because mm, mm. of people getting sick at, yes. at with Shakespeare. Sis. Yeah, Oliver Cromwell. Yeah. And they shut it down, and then then they had a monarchy again. But for a few years, there was this. Period. That must have been an awkward day. Uh, yeah. You know, you've cut off a man's father's head, yeah. and then you bring him back from overseas, and you go, <laughs> "Lol, jokes." <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing we've been doing for the yeah. last couple of years. <laughs> Woo! That was awkward. Am <laughs> I right? You want to be king again? He must have been like, "Yeah, sure." 
sure, 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 sure. It's fucking crazy. And uh, so that was more the Puritans. The Quakers were a thing which emerged sort of uh, 1800s. And then they also had a massive immigration to America. Oh, so what you, what to the Delaware Valley. So, but no, the first time its cults were studied as a thing was only in the 1930s. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they, they, the only thing they studied in the 1600s was transmuting lead into gold. I don't know why I fell for that at all. Yeah. I'm a those, those people knew nothing. Yeah. Uh, what I'm very impressed by in that time was, and it started in, uh, did you know, this has got nothing to do with cults. This is a chappie's paper. Uh, yeah, did you know, so King James was appointed by the first Elizabeth on her deathbed. Mm -hmm. King James of, of Scotland uh, was... Mary's son that she had came King James she, the first of she England had a sister fucking boomed and then but her kid she said he must he must sit on the throne but then he he had the big project of translating the Bible Do you know that, that's which was weird because he had to do it in Glaswegian heaven and earth and uh, barley hops and water yeah. and, and the English went the fuck yeah <laughs> what is but this? Apparently, Shakespeare at some William Shakespeare mm, was on mm. one of the committees at some point, and he might have translated some of the Psalms. They say. I mean, to be fair, he was nothing um, to do with cults. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he was a uh, he was a big favorite of Elizabeth, so I'm I'm pretty sure he would have risen to some sort of power at least. Um, Whether he wanted to translate Psalms rather than get drunk. So yes, in the, in the 1930s, yeah, 1930s was the first time cults were studied as a so in sociology. Yeah, messed that one up. I did big time. Uh, three hundred <laughs> years. Big time. But three hundred years. Uh, Got you. Nice. Thanks. All right. Um, it's actually quite apt for today because of the death of Queen. so so we're literally filming it on the day that that Queen that QE2 so has sorry. uh has I kicked loved the it. bucket. I loved it. Yeah. Um. It, here is my my um my fact. There is a cult that worships the prince formerly named. Formerly known as, shall I say rather, uh, Philip the Duke of Edinburgh. There is a cult that worships him. That's my fact. <laughs> the prince formerly known as The prince, prince formerly known, known as, as Philip, Duke. yeah. The artist formerly known as Prince. <laughs> no, the prince formerly known, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that, that guy. What was that? Uh, the Duke of what Edinburgh. What was that joke? You know that comedian with the squeaky voice? Uh, uh, no. You know, you know Prince Charles. He he used to do painting, but he but he stopped now. So so Dan. he's the he's the prince formerly known as artist. That was in the time when the is, artist is formerly known Brand? as prince. No, he had a squeaky like voice. Brand. He used to do the Royal Variety Show a lot. Oh, right. Uh, it's very funny. This is the mystery of the unlinking rings. Um, obviously it doesn't work. It's quite funny. And there was like. Then there would be a guy in a rabbit suit jumping across the stage. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Get out of here. It's not your time yet. Then he'd jump off. I actually hate it when you have a hair out of place. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. This is amazing. There is a cult that worships Prince Philip, oh, the Duke of Edinburgh. No. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> I think it's a take the piss rich people's cult. Like you've, you've, you've No, it's a before. real cult. That's my fact. It's a real cult. It's they meet on a Friday at Gentleman's no, Club. No, it's not a take the piss no. cult. Oh, it's, a, worship it's not a take the piss cult. It's I'm I'm not. This is my fact. It's not. A, it's not a take the piss cult. It's not a cult in a movie. It's not a made-up funny Austin Powers cult. It's a real world religion that worships 
Prince Philip as ah, yes. a deity. Well, 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 well. I might, I might know things here. Okay. Well, so the the, the Freemasons, uh, one of their grandmasters is, uh, I think, the Duke of Kent. Um, he's he's right, really up there. So it's like it's funny because if you're in the Freemasons, I believe, you know, even if your position outside of the Freemasons is higher. Once you're in the Freemasons and, and the, the positions are, are as they are, then you are subject to, to that chat. But I think the, the Grand Master of the UK, blah, 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 is the Duke of Kent. That's what Prince did I get Anne's it wrong? husband. Yeah, the lady, the lady who's always at Wimbledon. Yeah, so Prin Princess Anne is, uh, well... Oh, Princess Anne, the Queen's daughter. She's the Queen's daughter. No, no, who the, who the, who the couple are always at Wimbledon? No, so it's, I think Princess Anne is the Duke of Kent, isn't she? Isn't she the Duchess of Kent? No, I don't think so. The, I mean, I don't know. So I think it was that there is. So you think than, the Masons worship Prince Philip? Do you wow, know? they might have made him as their master, uh, but I think so. I, I might. I think Philip might be in the Masons as well, and so. I'm not talking. No, I'm not talking about like. Oh, he's he's some sort of designated position. I'm saying there's a cult that worships him. Good lord. Yeah, that's my, my fact. Is not it's not some half-assed attempt at some sort of like. Ryan-esque fact dodging here. I'm I'm putting down. I like, love that phrase, Ryan-esque. Yeah, I'm throwing the gauntlet down here. I'm saying that he is worshipped oh. as a god. <laughs> well, I, 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 I still I would only say it's in, in a take the piss way because he said some funny things and a, a few cringy sort of semi-racist things throughout his life as well. Yeah, he said a lot of Don't really racist things. Long. Yeah. Don't stay in Hong Kong too long. You might become a bit. I won't even yeah. go there. Um, I'd say no, no, uh, and this is a take the pussy kind of thing. But no, there's no cult that worships Prince Philip as, as God. Why would I choose Prince Philip for this, Ryan? I, I want you to think about it for a minute. Well, he's uh, uh, just uh, just pluck some random he's English person. Greek, he, unless uh, there's a little, he's he's half Greek, no, half I Danish. This. I want you to rethink this. I think this. he's half Greek, half Danish. Um, so maybe there's a little bit of a bunch of people in Greece who go, he's one of us, and we're going to worship him. Uh, Philip, Philip, Philip. The things you've said. Maybe there's a a, a a group of people who love the things you've said. It's not a piss take. It's not a piss take. It's a very serious religion that worships Prince Philip. Sorry, cult. A very serious cult because it's not a religion. It's not mm. established. It's a, it's a very serious cult that worships Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, as its deity. I know the so-called pretender lives in Australia or something. You know that. You know there was like you know, you know the War of the Roses. Then the the thingy of the thingy. Oh of, yes, yes, yes. He went to yeah. Australia. Apparently, some people still acknowledge him as the real. Don't go there. Not at a not on a time like this, Ryan. <laughs> not on a day like this. There's no time to talk. Yeah, about now is the time to take the royals bastard. seriously, Ryan. Yeah. Um, but I love the royals. I love them, except Meghan. But um, what? Don't be no, sorry. Ryan. Ryan. No, not no. now. No, we're no, gonna have a two-hour show. Not now. Okay, all right, all right. No, you're right. You're right. We'll we'll have, but we're having Megan. this fucking argument. We're talking about Megan. No, we'll have no. a podcast. No, shut up. Prince Philip. No, is no, no. Are you sure? Yes. All right, you are wrong. <laughs> there is in fact a cult that worships Prince Philip as its deity, and I'm going to tell you the story of this. So in um, in Melanesia, which is a series of islands off the coast of Australia, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that was in the Crown. He did a visit there. Right. And do you know why he did a visit there? Well, because he had to visit all the um, places of the empire. Right. So so basically what happens is in that area, um, oh, since the 1400s. Do you think he banged one of the chief's daughters? No, I'll tell you the story. Since the 1400s, people have been from the West have been arriving in these islands 
with greater kind of technology and with gifts and with different kinds of foods and different kind of things. So over time, what is formed there is what now sociologists call uh, and anthropologists call um, the cargo cults, which are people who worship Westerners as if they are gods because they arrive (sighs) bearing gifts and and they offer kind of like assistance to the local population. This reached an absolute kind of pinnacle with sort of World War One, when and World War Two, when the planes were flying over mm. and dropping off cargo on the mm. islands for the for for the locals, for for the soldiers that were involved in the fighting the wars in the Pacific, and the locals started seeing these Westerners kind of bringing these gifts, and they they started filming cults to it. And the reason this happened specifically in Melanesia, there's there's mm. two theories. The one is that basically their religion had primed them for it by telling them for millennia that guys were going to come, they were going to bring food and gifts, and these guys are your saviors, and they're going to stop a, a, an Armageddon, and they're going to turn the island into a paradise. So when these kind of you know, Westerners arrived with the planes and the flying and the, and the wow. canned foods and things, wow, this seemed to fit the prophecy. So now Gee, this is all these, amazing so stuff. All these, all these tiny little kind of cults built up around it. And, and to the point that they will create fake landing strips that they worship at instead of altars because a landing strip brings another plane that brings more gifts, you see. Wow. And, uh, and they'll make wicker, wicker airplanes and these sorts wow. of things. But it's, it's, it's a very serious kind of cult. And uh, yes, yeah, no, it's a ve- okay. they're, they're very no, serious. And then, I find and then it tender they, and lovely. Yeah, and then what happened with Prince Philip was that they heard that the the head mm. of all of these planes, the, the 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 person who was in charge of all of these planes, the Queen of England, mm. was going to come visiting. And of course, the Queen isn't as important as her her male consort, <laughs> being Philip, mm. the Duke of Edinburgh. Mm. So he must be the ultimate boss. He must be the god that has been bringing these gifts. Shucks. And so there is a cult that, that worshipped Prince Philip as its deity. There is an alternate theory, which is that very purposefully, these cultures in, in Melanesia were, were choosing to worship the plains and choosing to worship the people as a way to accept Western kind of largesse into their lives without changing their own culture. So what they were doing was saying, oh, well, Western largesse is a thing you know, we can we can take the cars and the and the canned foods and things. So it was like a rejection. It was a colonialism rejection. Mm-hmm. It was an act of defense against colonialism because in in accepting it this way, they got to accept Westernization on their own terms and within from within their own culture, and therefore reject like accept the benefits of Westernization mm-hmm. without without changing their own culture. So there's 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 another kind of sort of yeah. more intellectual approach to this yeah. as well. But yeah, essentially, so then Prince Philip didn't know that he was he was a god. He didn't know that there was this cult like to him. And the British ambassador to the region actually told him. Gosh. And they said, listen, this this cult wants a photo of you. So Prince Philip, obviously, because he's a bit of a dick, <laughs> he, he, he lent into this, right? So he sent them a photo of him, to which they then sent him back a traditional, like, pig killing club <laughs> which he took a photo of himself with the pig killing club and he sent them back another photo and these photos now they're oh, yeah, a great yeah, chap the, the, great the chief chap. the chief of the yeah the chief of the village looks after the the, the photos they, okay, they're treated no. as religious relics 
he actually took a, a delegation that flew to London and met with Prince Philip there. Who Seriously. Prince Philip gave them all gifts. Good they bloody flew back grief, there. man. Yeah, when Prince Philip died, they had weeks of mourning ceremonies and ritual and things about his death. Man, oh, man, um, oh, man. And then, and then, one there was an anthropologist that said, um, Kirk Huffman. Uh, he said that after a period of mourning, the group is probably going to transfer their veneration to Prince Charles, who visited Vanuatu in 2018 Vanuatu. and met with some of the tribal leaders. Vanuatu. So, so, so it's yeah, it's it's a tiny little sect in Vanuatu who reveres Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, as their god, um, just because of this kind of strange quirk of the way that the world worked. It's it's awkward and it's interesting. It's very interesting. And. Uh, yeah, difficult to deal with, but wow. there you are. The the cult of Prince Philip, and it's actually, I think it's called the Prince Philip, <laughs> I'll tell you, it's, it's got a name. I've written it down somewhere. But um, Man. Yeah, it's like the, the, the movement of the Duke of Edinburgh or something. It's, yeah. Anyway, there you go. Right, I love that. That was really cool. And I, I'm a big fan of the The Crown. And I mean the TV show and <laughs> are you are you headed off to Vanuatu thing? now? Are you are you going to go and join man. the? I mean, if there is an asshole, I mean that guy, he's got that he's got that thing that British people, you know, that that oh yeah, some very chummy, very very friendly, very lovely person. Um, oh yes, but he's actually just a massive yes, oppressive colonial racist. You know, <laughs> like what I'm, and and I, I feel the same way about the Queen. So I'm not I'm not mourning her death. I'm mourning. No. Mourning. Give us, back, give us back the diamonds. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> you think so? You think, <laughs> you think they're going to send us our, our but, shit back? Megan had tea with Tutu, man. It's all happening. I mean, I think, you know what I think is the next step? You guys will know whether this comes true. I think Diana comes out of hiding. <laughs> <laughs> I think Megan Markle has the first good night's sleep she's had in years. She's been expecting to crash into a tunnel wall for fucking months. <laughs> this is you, yeah. guys, you, you guys will know if it's come true. We're gonna cut this part out. <laughs> no, no, British we're not. People. No, we're not. We're gonna cut this part we're out. Gonna call, I, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. I can foresee the future. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what's happening. You're becoming a charismatic leader, Warren. Be careful. I'm starting a cult. Join me. Join us. Here's my next fact. This is gonna blow your balls off. Yeah, we're close though. We're we're multiple choice. One next. more, then it's multiple choice. Yeah. Deeds, chill. We we're, we're there. I think. Is it? We 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 we're close though, Deeds. Okay. We're we're close. Yeah, uh, Mine's a quick one. Yeah, mine will be quick. A 1988 statistic showed that more than 223,000 men had been flirty fished by the Family International. Flirty fish. I'll repeat that. A 1988 statistic showed that more than 223,000 men had been flirty fished by the Family International. Oh, you mean fished like P H I S E D? Not, not just fished like oh, a do fish. I? Do yeah. I? Yeah, no, I think you do. I mean fished like a fucking fish, pal. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Looking alive. I'm going to get. The... Oh, see, what you're saying is these people were lured into a cult by women who were flirting with them. I'm saying nothing. No, yeah, I mean, you have to give me some sort of what does flirty fish mean? Listen, you didn't make this term up. It's true, Ryan. It's true. Okay. Are you saying uh, the true. fact is it's true? The fact true. is true. And this is, is where things get hectic. Flirty fishing <laughs> yeah. is a form of evangelism by sexual intimacy practiced from around 1974 to 1987 by the cult Children of God, currently known as 
Family International. Female members of children, I couldn't believe this, which is why I'm reading it to you. This will blow your balls off. Okay. <laughs> Female members of children of God or fisherwomen would apply their sexual appeal on fish, men from outside the cult, often but not always having sex, using the occasion to proselytize for Jesus and seek donations. The practice was a primary source of financial support and sure. political protection for the cult and criticized as religious prostitution. Children of God have defended it as a way of bearing witness for Jesus to people who would not otherwise, <laughs> otherwise be open to it. According to some sources, over 200,000 men were fished and over 10,000 babies were born to cult women from 1971 and 2001. The practice was curtailed as sexually trans transmitted diseases spread through the cult and then abandoned in 1987, reportedly because of AIDS. There's more. This is fucked up, bro. So this is this is the cult that, like, there's a oh, lot of celebrities God. that were kind of part of this, you know? Um, yeah, the Phoenix children. Right, right. So, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. and yeah. that, that was Puerto Rico, it, hey, missionaries. That was until I think Joaquin Phoenix was about four, or, or was it, uh, yeah... But there's there's other people like uh, I think Rose McGowan. Yes. Was a was a wasn't that part of that cult? She kind of grew up in that cult. Yeah, man, that's that's sick. I I, I absolutely believe it. I mean, it's uh, yeah. Well, it's true, and and uh, we we are. There's more you can read about this. We are pressed for time. This all blew my mind because of the biblical justification. The term is derived from Matthew four nineteen from the New Testament, in which Jesus tells fishermen that he will make them fishers of men. Cult leader David Berg extrapolated from this that women in his movement should be flirty fishers, also Jeez. called bait or fisherwomen. The targeted so men were fish. Yeah. The cult publicized and uh, uh, things uh, they, they targeted oaks like, you know, small time business salesman in a hotel. You right. know, they targeted him. Flirty fishing, 223,000. Listen, so I, I'm ready to join a cult tomorrow. If you've got a nice cult, you've got a charismatic, good looking leader. Uh, like this is this I'm into it. If you want to flirty fish me into that cult, I'm Hectic, there every eh? day. I love your Ch cult. Children love it of God. So yeah, there's But let's let's not commit suicide anytime soon. You yeah, know? but flirty fish him. F flirty fish is open for the <laughs> fishes of men, rock and roll. <laughs> but I mean there's a there's a, a sick uh, you know, church leader going, Yeah, ladies. We need members, so whatever means necessary, I mean, get that's, in there. That, that's ultimately Jesus the and and but the, but he even even called it like sort of Jesus loving. So if you have if you shag the oak, it's sort of no, it's Jesus loving. You're witnessing the Lord. Ooh, yeah, Ooh. dark, dark. <sighs> yeah, anyway. I mean, listen, I'm I'm admirous of this guy and his ability to create a successful cult. He's created probably the most disgusting cult in the history of the world, but you know. Like the most abusive, awful cult, but like everybody who's escaped from it just talks about how awful it is. Jeez, my yeah. word, you know. But at least they haven't killed each other, you know. That's that's a big deal. Those what the 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 movement for the the return, the restoration of the Ten Commandments of God. Like, what would you choose if you got your choice between those two cults? Would you rather be out there banging oaks in, in airport bars or, yeah, or murdered in a, like garroted hey, in a church? Camp? Get a bit of ointment if there's a itch or something but rather that than you know plastic bag over the head and and, and, and a fucking and a claim that won't pay from Lloyd's of London yeah Lloyd's we're watching you we're here for you pay out the claim <laughs> is, it, is it multiple choice time yeah, it is it's multiple choice I'm scared time. of our producer we're running so over, over time he's gonna fucking plexum us
I mean, he's bigger than us. He's definitely going to beat the fuck out of us. We do what he says. Um, all right, so here's mine. This is a very quick one. It's a very easy one. Sweet. And it's along the lines of what we've been talking about now. Which of these celebrities Ooh. has never been part of a cult? Oh, shame. Yeah. David Arquette. Okay. Glenn Close. Oh, my. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh! Bob Saget. Or John Lennon. You're giving me five there, hey? Yeah. Um, uh, I know quite a lot about the life of John Lennon, and I, and I, I don't think he was part of a cult. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, Glenn Close, David Arquette. The Arquette kids, I wonder, because they're a family of Hollywood actors. Uh, Bob Saget, I'm supposed to know that name, but I don't. He was the dad in Full House. He was a stand-up comedian oh, and the really? dad in Full House, yeah. Part of a cult, hey? I don't think John Lennon was part of it. Well, he was part of the, the hippie movement. Maybe somewhere in there was a bit of a cult. He went to India for the Har Harishi thing. I, I seem to associate Glenn Close with that. And for some reason, the Arquette family, Patricia Arquette did a wonderful, she was in the movie Stigmata. She was great. Jeez, and scary. It was scary. Stigmata is quite a movie. A heretic gospel, but, you know, a good movie nonetheless. The gospel I of remember they Thomas. had that really banging kind of, industrial soundtrack Hail Mary Mother of God what was really? that yeah that, that heavy wow. song that became a bit of a club hit shucks eh that movie yeah anyway I'd, um, and Bob Saget I'm, gonna have, I'm getting close Michelle Pfeiffer I seem to think Origins there Michelle Pfeiffer that rings a bell I'd still go with Lennon um, I don't know if he was part of a cult the hippies maybe I shouldn't go with Lennon getting close David okay. it's such a tough one Bob Saget I don't know enough about his life but you're trying to trick me. I know it. I can feel it. I can sense it. <laughs> I can spiritually discern it. John Lennon, you bugger. Are you that, saying John Lennon? Yeah. Unfortunately, John Lennon was part of a was cult. He? But it was a very nice cult. It was oh, that's a, nice. There's a guy by the name, he changed his name to Father Yod. It was the Source family. And what he basically did was he um, he had a, a vegetarian restaurant that he used to fund a commune <laughs> that of people that basically lived outside of, uh, outside of you know, uh, L.A., and they uh, they lived a kind of natural health, organic, vegetarian diet sort of lifestyle, communal living, utopian ideals. And Father Yod ultimately died like hang gliding off a cliff at the age of 53. So nothing creepy, nothing careful, nothing scary, but it was called the Source Family. It was a commune of, of kind of like, yeah, sort I of religious, was... spiritual people hmm. outside of L.A. that, that – was and it John part of his so-called long weekend? Do you know his long weekend when he lived for a year in Los Angeles while his oh, I mean, wife, almost, Yoko Ono, almost, was in New York? Well, Yoko Ono was also listed as part of this, so okay. along with Marlon Brando and Warren oh. Beatty. So a lot of people that kind of were involved in this thing. It it really sounds like a very harmless cult in terms of the way that cults are involved. Um, David Arquette, David and his sister Patricia, their parents founded a cult. Really? David was actually born into the cult. Oh. So, you know, Patricia's the older one. So mm. David was born into the cult. It was called Skymon Sabud. Um, and it was basically, it doesn't identify as a religion or as a cult. It identifies as a spiritual movement. But it was basically their parents and a lot of their friends lived in this kind of strange spiritual thing that, I mean, Patricia Arquette sort of suggested that it was really kind of dark and really fucked up your thinking and, and wasn't good for you at all. Glenn Close is very similar. In 2014, mm. she revealed that she spent nearly all of her childhood and teen years in a cult. Shame. Yeah, her father, William Close, was a doctor who joined the moral rearmament cult good when grief. she was only seven. So, And she, she said it's it's messed up her 
because she says like her paradigms of thinking aren't right. You know, she doesn't really fit into society because mm. just things that other people can naturally work out because of the way that their brains are is doesn't work like that. Oh, shame. And this is my favorite one. Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she first arrived in Los Angeles, Michelle Pfeiffer became involved with the Breatharians. Oh, my and I don't gosh. Know if you know what the Breatharians yeah. You couldn't are. survive on oxygen alone. That's right. No Good food, bloody no, grief, yeah, no man. food, no drink. You, you can survive. If you're, if you're holy enough, if you're pure enough, you can survive on just sunlight and oxygen. So, yeah, she, she said they were very controlling. I wasn't living with them, but there was a lot, and they were always telling me I needed to come more. I had to pay all the time I was there, so it was very financially draining. They believed the people in the highest state were breatharian. Yeah, so there you are. Apparently her husband saved her from it. And Bob Saget was never a cult. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there you are. Yeah, yeah, that's very, very cool. That's a, it's a great little fact. My multiple choice fact um, goes like this. Uh, which of these um, movements is not considered a Christian cult from the perspective of Christendom. So, you know, a definition of a cult is a religion that you don't like. You know, yeah. that's not that's not nice. But there's there's cults and cults and cults. But from the Christian worldview, there's there's Christian cults who have so deviated from doctrine that they're no longer part of Christendom. Okay. Like even Catholic so Orthodox, like we're all the same. Or, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. all the same. Um, but uh, so those are, whoa, those are too far that they're now considered cults who... Follow the Bible, but not really. Doctrines right. are so far gone. So which of these four is uh, not a Christian cult? We've got the uh, Church of the Latter-day Saints or the Mormons, the Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, the Christian Science Movement, the Seventh-day Adventists. So Christian Science Movement for me immediately leaps to the front simply because I know that Vel Kilmer is a member of the Christian Science Movement, right? Mm. And uh, he went to he went to his doctor in about 2014, and they the doctor said, "Listen, you've got you've got throat cancer." Mm-hmm. And he went back to his church, and the church said to him, "No, no, no. The doctor's got an impression of throat cancer. You don't necessarily have it. You have to kind of like pray it away, and you have to work on it like that." And he tried, and obviously now he can't speak, and he's on the edge of death because the throat cancer has gotten so bad. Mm. And that just immediately, to me, sort of like speaks to cultishness. You know, that sort of mm. that sort of internal sort of thinking. Um, I, w- I mean, honestly, they all sound like they could be <laughs> they could be Christian cults um, because they've all got these kind of strange beliefs that don't really fit with what what's said in the Bible. Um, Please feel free to send hate mail. Just do it in the comments. Do it in the comments. It activates the algorithm. We love you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Christian science. Uh, you're saying which one is um, I'm say it's not? The, yeah, it's not. It's, it, well, no, no, no. So it no, is. I'm, it I'm, is. Saying, I'm saying only one is not. Oh, it's only one not. Okay, so I, all right. Definitely that. Jehovah's Witness versus, sorry, it's Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, Mormons. Say, Driver's Witnesses, Christian Science, Church of the Latter, um, Seventh-day Adventists. So Seventh-day Latter- Seventh Adventists, I'd say, is probably the... It depends upon which is the one... So this, the Seventh-day Adventists and the and the Mormons are very close, right? They've got... Uh, it's the Mormons, isn't it? Because they're, the, they're the original deviation. They're called the Church of the Latter-day Saints as well. That's the other Yeah, they're, they're, they're the original deviation. The, the Seventh-day Adventists are the more dark, polyamorous ones, aren't they? I mean, I can't, I can't keep track of all of your, all of, <laughs> all of your Christian cults here, Ryan. But I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go that the Mormons are the ones that they, they reckon are still, are still Christian. Still okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, the answer is you're wrong. The okay. answer is the Seventh Day Adventists. They are just uh, 
a, a, a good, albeit somewhat different, uh, Protestant uh, yeah, evangelical I, I, I sect. Could, I couldn't remember which one was the... Was According the, to the, Christendom. The recent breakaway. So this is controversial because if you belong to these sects, you, you consider yourself somewhat Christian, but the, but orthodoxy says, oh, no, you've deviated too far that you're not. So, so I mean, they, they get a bit strict in terms of Old Testament, a little bit lean on Judaism, and they say the Sabbath is actually Saturday, which is why... They actually have their Sunday on a Saturday, or they have their holy day on right. a Saturday. But besides that, their core doctrine of God and 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 the Bible and and the Trinity is all all good. The other three deviate way too much. I uh, thought you just say it's all good, which means it all matches orthodox. the, the tick, traditional tick, tick. orthodox way. Mm. Yeah. Tick tick tick. Enough ticks of the boxes. They haven't messed with the core doctrine of God or doctrine of salvation or doctrine of of Scripture, like. Latter-day Saints means that Joseph Smith, the chap, mm -hmm. he had a further revelation yeah. after the book of Revelation. Right, yeah. And uh, Orthodox Christianity says, no, Revelations was the final you revelation. See, I was, I was thinking that the Seventh-day Adventists were the, the derivation it. of the Mormons. You know, they, they oh. were kind of further down that Mormon so got chain. they got a similar yeah. thing, Seventh-day yeah, Adventists. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, Church well. of Jesus Christ yeah, yeah. of the Latter-day Saints. That's it's right, all like, yeah. 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 Uh, you see... Uh, and then Jehovah's Witnesses are, are strange in their theology in terms of Christian theology because they don't believe in the Trinity. They think... Uh, I, I love when a cult gets big enough that it gets to break apart and declare other parts of the cult cults. Brilliant. Like, that's really nice. Like When, the, when the yeah. cult gets so big that it gets to say, no, wait, hang on, you guys over there in room 33B, quite you hard. aren't part of the cult anymore, your own cult. You've got your own shit going on there. You're your own cult. Yeah. And the guys, the guys, we're very upset with the people who live in the garden room down at the bottom of the estate. They're their own cult as well. We don't like them at all. Yeah. But let's all mass suicide together come the end of time. <laughs> like, let's make it happen. Uh, I think that's what we're going to do now, right? Mass suicide. Mass suicide. I, I mean, think so. Is it called a mass suicide if it's or just you and I? we could murder the producer. I mean, I'm getting close. Well, he's going to murder us. We'll get him before he gets us. And, uh, yeah, man, this has been such an interesting episode. Uh, I know the least about the Christian Science Church, but they've uh, – it's its like Warren said. They uh, they don't believe in illness and, you know, or evil, and they think sickness is a realm of the spiritual. And But they, I don't know enough about it. Which is it. so interesting because they call themselves Christian Science. I really would have thought it would have been that, like, oh, listen – God created the world, but he created it through the Big Bang. That's Christian science, you know? <laughs> yeah, Not but, rejecting science entirely. I, I had a pastor once who was like trying to tell us about the different sects in a sermon. He was like, uh, then there's a thing called Christian science, which is neither Christian nor science. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was his perspective. And uh, anyway, what good. a great episode. It's been so much stuff to talk about. Thank you, Michelle. Oh, Thanks, Deets. Oh, Deets. He's, he's fallen asleep again. <laughs> <laughs> please put comments in the thing. Tell us what you know. Tell us where you're offended. Tell us uh, oh, yeah. tell us little facts that we may have missed. Sure. Because we know we missed a lot. Oh, we could have another episode yeah, on cults for sure. Cults, topic, cults version two. Like Elizabeth version one. Elizabeth, <laughs> Elizabeth <laughs> three, the return of Elizabeth. <laughs> you know, like where they, they send an Elizabeth from the future to come and warn humanity that they're about to. Anyway. And like um, and subscribe on YouTube <laughs> and also the, what other things? Oh, right reviews, reviews on right Apple reviews and Spotify. Ap that's right. That's yes. Right. And thanks for watching. And, you. and send us money to pay off the Mona Lisa, no, please. Barnes is, <laughs> I think he's trying to get hold of Dietz. That's why he's in cahoots with Dietz. That's why Dietz, Dietz is so angry. I know. Barnes got to him. Good night. Thank Ciao, you everyone. Thanks for watching.